You are listening to the Sons of Asaph, a worship podcast. What is up, everybody? This is Adam Richardson. Hey, this is Sean Patrick. Welcome to the Sons of Asaph worship podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us. And yeah. man, we're like, it, I can't believe that our listener just came back. We're, we're really glad that you're here. Uh, and you know, maybe invite a friend. Like, you know, hey, you know what? Would, Thank you. Two, Thank two you, listener. Be, two would be great. Adam, how, you know, how, how'd Sunday go for you, man? Uh, Sunday was a, was a technical mess. Um, nothing seemed to work. And it was the week. Thank you know. The thing I was grateful about is it was the week, the Sunday right before Christmas, and so uh, we did some songs that uh, everybody knew. You know, like the the Mariah Carey. You know, all I want no. for Christmas is you. No, rocking you around didn't. the Christmas tree, Grinch. You know, so everybody. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like that. Okay, that that's akin to like you know singing the Star Spangled Banner and different, different things in the service. Like not that the, the not okay, not that the Star Spangled Banner is a problem. It's not, but like we're there for church, you know. Like and so singing that in a church service is a little weird to me. But okay, <laughs> you know the one that that I thought was uncomfortable in a church to sing. Uh, since we're on that topic, immediately is uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk about weird songs. <laughs> Let's talk about the uncomfortable Christmas songs. There is one that, that, that recently over like the Me Too movement motivated uh, some correction about the song because it was so, I don't know another word for it, rapey. Um, and it is, uh, wow, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, it's, it's, it's definitely got a creepy stalker vibe. Like it's like it, fun. It's like this fun duet, but it's like when you actually like boil down the lyrics to that, you're like. We should not be singing this song, and you know, oh my gosh! Year, years ago, we <laughs> had a Christmas a concert at the church, and uh, at a church that I was part of, and uh, me and another gal, we did that song, and both of us were like, "This is the most uncomfortable." Like, she's like a sister to me, and I'm yeah. like, "I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not going to put anything in your drink. I'm, I'm going to let you go home if you want to go home, okay?" Like. <laughs> Like that song should be updated to like, well, baby, I'll get you an Uber, you know, like, or like, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually warming up my car to like take you home because I'm a gentleman and you know, like, wow. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's actually a YouTube video of a guy who did a remake of that to make it like modern politically correct. So that, you know, all of it's like, I'll order you an Uber or I'll like, <laughs> <laughs> Say what's in this drink? Let me dump it out and get you a different one. You know. <laughs> Why don't you come with me to watch me make the drink for you? <laughs> like those, those man. Yeah. There's there's some other like okay. It's since since we're talking about Christmas songs, um, and it's it's such an interesting uh, thing. Like you know, like and, and you know this, Adam, as as you work to plan services. Um, for like in December, like in every worship leader, I, I think in this next moment is going to go hallelujah. Like you have to, like you get the people who are like the moment December hits, they're like, you should not do a single contemporary worship song. You should not do anything. You should be singing joy to the world. You should be singing, you know, yeah, uh, you know, like every Christmas song that you can think of. And like, it's not Christmas unless the worship team is singing Christmas songs, especially the Sunday before Christmas, 
whatever it is, like it just you have to make sure that you are doing nothing but Christmas songs. And so the unique challenge is that that you know, like you have the you have the first service crowd or the traditional service crowd who's like you know. Only the only the hymn the Christmas hymns that are in the hymn book are are appropriate to sing before God, and then you have some of them who are like, hey, you know, why don't we, you know, do this version or like what you said, like Mariah Carey, <laughs> like why don't we bring Mariah Carey into the into the service? And so you're trying to do that. The one song that hit me that I had just kind of accepted up until a couple years ago because it was it and it still is it's in the it's in the hymn books. You pull it up is We Three Kings. Mm-hmm. That, that song. I don't is, know the original version. I only know the tried to smoke a rubber cigar version. I've never heard that version. So at least oh, we, so now it's now it's like we both have homework to do. But like <laughs> the, if you if you look at the the lyrics of We Three Kings, you know We Three Kings of Orient are bearing gifts that Travis so far field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star, and then they start singing to the star. It has nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> like. Nowhere in that song, it's like this. It's it's each each verse is each king or each one of these kings talking about the gift that he's that he's bringing, and then they're like, "We're following the star," and I was like, "Oh, like I'm not gonna like I just it's kind of a fun melody, and we you know we kind of do that that thing, but I I've decided to like well, I'm not gonna do that song, and so like and it's funny like the songs that people like it's not Christmas until I hear the worship team do fill in the blank. And, you well, know, and like, like we three kings on that on that note, like it's not even biblically accurate, right? Because <laughs> because the star of Bethlehem was the star of Bethlehem over, so the shepherds were able to find, uh, you know, uh, find Jesus' birth, and that's what it talks about the star of Bethlehem. Which, like, right now you're supposed to be able to look over and see a star of Bethlehem. Um, that like, was, yeah, that's that was, not. That was Monday, and it was the alignment of Jupiter and Saturn. Yeah. And it was bright. It was pretty cool to look at, but like, it's like, okay. Like, that, this, that, I think that sums up 2020 in its best. It's like, hey, y'all. <laughs> that's Jupiter, the highlight. <laughs> Jupiter and Saturn got real close. Let's all go outside and look at it. <laughs> and and there, there are some people who are going to completely just, you know, lose their minds about, you know, lunar cycles and what the stars look like. But I honestly, like to me, it summed up 2020 perfectly that the face, like my Facebook feed was so full of just people taking these tiny little, <laughs> it's like a black, <laughs> black screen and two little like dots. And they're like, look, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's Jupiter and Saturn. And I'm like, that's really awesome. I mean, I went out. I, I I followed it hook, line, and sinker too. I went outside and took took a look. I was like, oh, "Cool, that's right." There's the planets. That, that's pretty cool. But <laughs> like, if I had a good camera and I was somewhere where I wasn't like light polluted, you know, I live in the city, so no matter what, I'm gonna I'm gonna look out. Is going to make the light, the night sky n- like no stars. And Dre, like Drea right. and I were, we walked outside and we're like, you know. You know you live in the city when uh, you can count the amount of stars that you can see. You know, you're like yeah. four. I counted four. <laughs> every every one of those poems that talks about, like, you know, you, you cannot number the stars. And, you know, like in, in scripture when it's like, God can, you know, who else can number the stars? They're uncountable. I'm like, well, four. I see four. Nope, nope. Did three. That one was an airplane. I did it. <laughs> The first time, so my wife is from, uh, like, she, she grew up in, um, as a, at her, at her dad was a farmer. And so she grew up in, like, 
small town Idaho, and like when she said, when I say small town, like her house was near the town, and by near the town, I'm saying about 30 minutes to 45 minutes away from the town. Like they were in the middle of nowhere. And so the first time I went out to visit her parents or meet her parents, I remember standing outside going, wow, it's quiet here. Snow actually makes a sound when it falls. (laughs) And it's like you can see all the stars, like every one of them. And it's like it was it was pretty wild. Where in Idaho? Uh, She grew up in Rupert. Idaho. Oh, okay, I know where that's at. Yeah. Uh, you're like the four, like yeah. the, other than the people who live there, like four people. Like you say Rupert, and they're like, where? I've so. got you. Well, I've got, I, I was born in Boise, and then I, uh, I a lot of my extended family lives in Idaho. So, you know, that's the that's the good thing about Idaho that I I remember going to Boise and you know floating the river during the summers and all that kind of fun jazz. And so, yeah, you know, that's uh, I've been all the way up to northern Idaho, cruised around up there, and uh, yeah. So I'm very familiar with where Rupert... Rupert is one of those places that I've just driven by. That's it. You know, like, it's not a place where I'm like, oh, man, I can't (laughs) wait to stop by the one... I think think there's a store there. I'm not sure. It's by the stop sign. The only stop sign that's in town, you know. It's a great little town. (laughs) Like, you know, like... Honestly, like I've 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 had a good time in Rupert. Like in, near the Fourth of July, they have the best Fourth of July parade I think almost anywhere. Um, like they get in and they're 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 like, dude, Fourth of July is like an event, and they love it, you know. And so you know we've we've gone several times and had a, had an awesome time there. So um, yeah, good good memories. So hey, what about uh, what, going back to this is so if you're listening, this is what had, happens with Adam and I, I all the time. <laughs> we'll start a question or a topic, and I'll ask a question, but we completely derail and go to some other thing. Don't right don't away. even answer. Like don't don't uh, yeah, answer it like, at like, all. I don't I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this. So I've already repressed I, I, Sunday, Sean. Come on, I, don't, don't I did bring- ask. I did ask you about Christmas songs and which ones like like you kind of you you have to have you have to listen to you have to, or like people really push for or have uh, with your church congregation being so uh, so young not like in age but in like the actual church life like the church hasn't been oh both that long. I, I I agree it's actually both okay. Do you have do you have like the the people who like push and like say oh you have to do these songs because it's Christmas time? Um, I would I I would say that last year our congregation had uh, a, a wider spread of age, and with that came the I would even have to say like it's not even a uh, an ask or a request it is a straight up demand. You know, like this will be sung because it's Christmas. You know, <laughs> and uh, and you're like, okay, all right, I will obey you. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't. It, it, this year was was a lot of like, uh, we we were able to kind of pull, you know, call our own shots and figure out what we needed to do. And even the even Steve, our, my pastor, he's, you know, he he was still really open to whatever I decided to plan. And so that was a good thing. That's awesome. I, I we we have uh, you know like we've talked about in previous episodes. We typically have a, a Christmas concert where we you know do fourteen, fifteen songs, and we you know try to do 
a combination of sacred and secular and, you know, like try to do the, those, those kind of things. But there are, there are a handful of songs that like our congregation has heard our team do. And so like we, um, we had to, like we rehearsed last night for our Christmas Eve service. We're recording this on Christmas Eve Eve. And uh, we rehearsed for that. And like, I think three of the songs that we're doing are, uh, are those songs that like you just, it's not Christmas unless. And one of those for me is Silent Night. Like, I, you can't not do the candlelight thing unless you're singing Silent Night. Like, and that's been, you know, I've been a worship pastor for, tw- I've been 12 years as a worship pastor. And so 12 years, I think this will be my 13th year, I think, but uh, 12th or 13th. But uh, yeah, every year, that's, you know, I'm standing up there singing Silent Night. And so we, um, we, we kind of we're using a little bit of a different version for that, but it's still Silent Night. And then um, the one for me that has become like I have memories on Facebook and stuff has been Oh Holy Night. Like mm-hmm. the church, the church is like you have to sing Oh Holy Night. We need to hear you sing Oh Holy Night. We need the band to lose their minds. And you know, like we we play the David Crowder version of of that, where like the the drums just start lo- like they go nuts and like the, it gets huge by the end of the song. And uh, we we do that so. That's uh, that's kind of the, the ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, everywhere. I, I, it's like you were at our rehearsal last night. I literally asked for a tambourine, <laughs> and, and nobody gave me one. So I said, "Well, then, what about?" What then about why harmonic? are we even doing this? Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't understand. Because <laughs> you know, normally I've got a guitar and I'm playing, and so like I set down my guitar, and I was just like, I had this awkward moment of like, what do I do with my hands? And so I said, I should get a tambourine. And the the rest of my team immediately was like, Sean, that is the worst idea. You should never do that. And so I I bought a tambourine on Amazon today. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be them. here before it'll be here before Christmas Eve, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> We're gonna it's coming. I, I made sure like I paid the extra hundred dollars to make sure it was gonna get here today. <laughs> Or I could have just gone to Guitar Center. Yeah, I was going to say, like, dude, I, I'll buy you one, and I'll get it to you today. <laughs> no, and they, they, nobody needs to hear me with a tambourine. So that's a, that's a cool thing. No, but yeah, so and we're, we, we've been prepping for, for Christmas Eve. Um, you know, I think a lot of these episodes, as we've recorded them, <clears throat> have dealt with... Um, you know, like how 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 are we preparing, or what is the the things that you do, and versus the things that you have to do now because of you know COVID seriousness and like protocols and cleanliness and all those things. And so, you know, normally for Christmas Eve we'd have six hundred, five hundred people. We just jam them in as, into the into the room as as tight as we can. We're grabbing chairs from the other parts of the building. Some people are standing in the back, you know, like they're bringing their family, that kind of stuff. And then this year, uh, we had to we we added two services. So we normally only do one, but we've uh, we had to we, we're doing three services, and uh, we had to limit them to a hundred people. But um, I love the what you were telling me about the 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 kind of adjustment to the protocol about, well, how do you blow out candles when you're done doing a candlelight service? And yeah, you know, how do you like not Matt. share those candle wax candles with the next person or the next that's right. congregation? You're mm. like, that's some logistics right there, man. Like, Dude, like, and like, yeah, you have to think outside the box for so many things. And like, you know, I never thought I would have a meeting 
at the church to try to discuss somebody like how do we blow out candles? Like that has never been like anywhere <laughs> in my it, like uh, in my my thought process of like what are we going to have to talk about later at the on meeting today? Yeah, it's you know, it was later like, on, Sean. Out. That's going to be in your it's going to be in your bio. <laughs> like you're going to have that. You're like you know what I know how to do is coordinate candle blowing outing. Uh, from a whole congregation <laughs> that has to do it. So, <laughs> I, I actually I have it. I have an answer. I don't know. I have the the answer, but I have a answer. Um, and it came out of this meeting, and it wasn't my idea. It was like one of the the the, the testaments to working with team. But I I said you know I, I was I was suggesting that we instead of candles um, do the whole rock star concert thing so everybody pulls out their phones and turns Ooh. on the turns on their lights and um the the rest of the room kind of was like well i can see that i can see that that would produce light and that could do something cool but you know like what can we do to actually like maybe do candles and so one guy suggested those like battery powered like you know like it's like a candle and like there's a little switch on the bottom and you like it's it looks like a candle but you you just turn that on and I was like man I wonder how many churches are thinking that and if I'm having trouble finding toilet paper at certain times you know battery powered candles like maybe that that won't be easy to find and then um, our sound <laughs> guy actually he, uh, he he pipes up and he goes hey we have a whole bunch of communion cups why don't we just use the communion cups to snuff out the candle. And we can do candles, and everybody like like you know that moment in scripture. There's silence in heaven for the amount of for for half an hour. You know, like all of us just sat there and we're like, oh, you're gonna have those one that you're like that one guy that holds the plastic cup that you're recommending over the flame for too long and lights yeah. it on fire. <laughs> I really hope not, but like yeah, man, everybody has a little bit of pyro in them, and. and like, <laughs> And especially, <laughs> you know, like silent night candles, because that's all they are. It's just silent. They're not Christmas Eve candles. It's just silent night candles. They're dedicated. Yeah, silent night candles. Yeah. So, I'm good you know, that. that's a good description you, for When them. I was a kid, I used to take them and hold them in my hand until like fingerprints, like they were ergonomically correct around my oh, fingers. Oh, you were, you were that guy. And then you'd guy. shape them into hearts and, you know, oh, like okay. stick them together and like. You know, those candles were unusable after, like, even during yeah. Silent yes. Night, they were unusable. Like, <laughs> yes. So, okay, man, you just, you just spoke to the whole thing. Like, <laughs> so, so last night as part of our rehearsal, I've got, I've got some help, some help there, volunteers who are helping, uh, you know, combine those, like, we have this little plastic cup on the Silent Night candle. And, you know, like, the, the candles are all in a box. You take the candle, put it in the cup, and then you, we, we've got them pre-made um but you the 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 type of people that you are i saw don't judge me (laughs) no 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 you are now solidly this group like the next time i see a candle i'm gonna say that's adam adam did that um but the, the the combination like what people we're the christmas eve service is only like 35 40 minutes tops that's plenty of time to make a dinosaur out of candle but wax? it's all yes. Christmas music. It's all stuff that like <laughs> should be just like engaging. The sermon is, I think, one of the shortest sermons of the year, and it's about like it's about little baby Jesus, and like everybody's in, right? Like this is a good thing. Some people have like candle rage, and like you know, like they're they're creating like you know, like well, I've I've, I've waited all year to create my wax sculpture and my wax. I have a wax museum <laughs> on the on the chair next to me. <laughs> 
I threw away probably like you know like and I'm sure every year we're gonna throw away candles, but like I threw away an exorbitant amount of candles. Because I was like, I couldn't in good conscience put like a cup on that and then hand that to somebody and be like, here you go. Like some people turn them into like a can't like, a, you know, the shepherd's crook thing at the end. Some people do the heart thing. There was one that like, I don't know how they did this, but the string, you know, that goes through the candle, they had worn the wax down to like, it was just like, like spheres on like separated spheres on the string, and they like that person took that candle and put it back in the box. That's what like, it is, somebody, is. Don't put it somebody, back. Somebody needs this candle next year. It's not a somebody candle has anymore. to have this one. Yeah. this one's a special one. <laughs> you okay? You you caught me. You caught me in a yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was not expecting to talk about shaping. Silent night candles today, <laughs> but okay, you know here we are. This is okay, where we so find ourselves. I, I'm going to throw another one at you because because I remember like growing up with the candle. Candles are like there's so much excitement about the candles because back in the 80s and 90s, like I I, I swear there was not a Christmas Eve service. Like even even at like I went to Lutheran services, so they're like oh like super traditional, yeah. super dry and boring, really, and really and like I'm like oh gosh yeah. I gotta get out of here. Like you hold the candle for five songs and your your hand is burning because the mm-hmm. wax is so low. You're like they don't they don't reuse candles ever because there is no candle left to reuse. <laughs> you know. That's and, that's and, their barometer for how long the service needs to last. Is like okay. <laughs> did, did, is Adam's maybe, candle burned out? <laughs> maybe we've learned something, and that's why we only do it through one song. And we're like, if you don't, if you do it beyond Silent Night, the problem is the liability goes up because someone is going to light their face on fire, their hair on fire, they're going to burn themselves. You know, like I don't know what it was about that time, but someone always lit their hair on fire during that. I was like, is that Aquanet's fault? Because Aquanet's not around anymore, you know. Like <laughs> I have never once seen hair go up on Christmas Eve, um, but I have like we've seen like okay, there's a lot of like maybe we ought to just spend a little time instead of burrito we ought to spend a little time on Christmas Eve mishaps. But uh, I one one year kid right up front we're singing Silent Night and so like the staff comes up our, our, our staff of our church comes up you know our elders light the candles the elders then pass the, the flame to our staff our staff then disperses through the through the the, the congregation you know, you know showing this picture of like leadership in our church it's such a cool moment and this is like family there, obviously there's a lot of families at Christmas Eve but it's a little family with little, two little boys up front mm-hmm. so they get their they get their flame first they get their candles lit first and the kid i'm watching him and he is he's sitting there and he's just like mesmerized by this flame <laughs> but as he's doing it he's tilting the candle and it he, he has like just the little paper shield that like for the wax and it like it wasn't quite put together as best as it could be and i watched him scald like burn himself you know, as like as the wax dripped down onto his hand, so we're singing Silent Night, and this kid on the in the front is screaming bloody murder, like he is just like he 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 is howling with how much pain he's in, and it kind of just like all of us are like you know in the room kind of staring over, and he's just Wah! and like we're like okay, we've given a child a flame, 
and he has burned <laughs> himself with it. And okay, you know, like oh it's, yeah, like it, it's that 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 memory of you know, it's Christmas it's even Eve better once house. once the candles lit, man. Like that's so much fun. Like you're sitting there just doing like the you know you 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 know with the candle you're you're like moving it back and forth and watching the flame do this, and then you're like ooh. and then you're like i'm gonna get it closer 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 closer." Ah! (laughs) and like like you're just like it it becomes the ultimate entertainment during a boring christmas eve service that you're forced to go to by your parents and so you know what other context do you hand fire (laughs) to every person who's in the room and trust that large group of people who everybody we've said previously everybody has a small level of pyro in them to not light the building on fire you that's know, a lot like, of that's a like, lot of faith it's a lot of faith it's a lot of trust and like it, it like for me it, it is one of my favorite moments on like for christmas to stand up to stand up on stage and to lead worship to lead silent night and to watch like how how the the, the flame kind of like the candlelight spreads throughout the whole building like and through the, not the whole building the whole room you know like there's not people like like standing in the foyer and like down the hallway and stuff but like <laughs> to, to to watch that it's such a cool thing i have several pictures that i've taken of it you know like to, it's such a, a, a really neat moment but we there is a lot of trust when we have that many children with fire and you know like i have children and i barely trust my oldest to light the candle like the scented candle at the house and i watch her while i do it or while she does it and so it's like cool let's just (laughs) here's here's the fire don't burn the place down i have one more story (laughs) we have a lot we have some good christmas eve stories and we kind of like we we kind of chalk them up but we um the children's sermon, you know, where you, you bring the kids up and they all sit around and they tell them some Christmas stories and, you know, like have, have some moment. Uh, we one year had um, one of the, one of our interns. Uh, he was working with the children's ministry and he 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 gets up and he's like, he's I'm going to tell a story about a candy cane. And I got if, I don't know if you know the story about a candy cane, but like the whole thing. You know, the guy who created the candy cane um, created it to basically be an evangelism tool. And the shepherd so like, staff. Yeah, the shepherd staff. The, the red stripe that goes around the candy cane represents the blood of Christ. The white represents purity uh, as he washes our sins away. And like, you know, like there's, there's all these, wow. like there's, there's, there's several, like, look it up. Like it's, it's, it's like, it's like, a <laughs> legit, like, it's a thing. It was created to do that. So he gets up and he's going to tell the story of the candy cane or like, you know, like the, the meaning behind a candy cane. And then like, you know, the other bit is he can give a candy cane to every kid. And like, you know, kids are stoked that they have a candy cane that they can, they can eat. My children love candy canes. So like, they were like, yes. And so there, he starts to tell this story and he says, <laughs> he's sitting up on the stage. Kids are all around him. And he goes, does anyone know the story or like what, what the meaning behind a candy cane is? And the little girl who is sitting right next to him goes, I do. And he goes, okay. And he hands the mic. He doesn't hand. He's holding the mic. And he puts the mic on her. This is completely unscripted, completely not planned. The girl delivers his sermon. Like, oh, about, she really does it? She knows everything. She delivers the sermon. <laughs> like, like every point, the color means this. The color, This means this. The shape means that. She goes through the whole thing. <laughs> and he is like... <laughs> 
as she's delivering the sermon, he is dumbfounded of what he's going to say next because she has said it all. And so she finishes. She like walks off him. with the mic and just keeps going. <laughs> or she just takes it's, it from uh, him and drops it. And then <laughs> she she finishes. He brings the mic back to his mouth and he's, he goes, yeah, let's pray. And like he just ends it. Like, he completely got, like, his thunder. Like, it was his moment, right? It was his moment to preach. And, like, this little girl, like, just completely took the moment from him. And he just goes, yeah. <laughs> it, it was awesome. It's it's one of my favorite Christmas moments. <laughs> so, so on, on the note of, of candy canes, I can't not eat a candy cane into the shape of what would be uh, like in, in prison terms a shiv, so something to stab. You know, you, you get it to a nice, really good point on the end of that thing, and you're like getting your sibling in the ribs, like with that the pointy end. So that's all I ever used candy canes for. I didn't know the evangelistic efforts of it. I was just like, that thing is legit, a weapon I can eat. <laughs> a, weapon. a weapon I can eat. I. I personally don't like candy canes. I don't either, but uh, like that's that's. I mean, those are the memories that I have is just stabbing yeah. everyone with candy canes. <laughs> A- Adam Adam has a rough past, guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're you know the good news is that we can all be redeemed, and there's grace for all. And so I like, am even, saved even, by <laughs> grace, <laughs> even with his dark past. Uh, you know, Jesus still loves him. Uh, yes, and so yes. like it's it's a really good thing. Well, hey, we want to. Uh, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about um, prep. You know, like we're like just what we talked about previously with uh, you know prepping for Christmas Eve and those kind of things. And that got kind of Adam and I were talking a little bit off mic about about prep and the difference between uh, preparing for services like in our our two different contexts. And we think we kind of think this might be a good thing for for people to understand and how how it can work. Um, like, you know, Adam, like you, you guys meet in a high school, right? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for us is the, the tech, the tech stuff of that. Um, just not, I mean, it it all kind of falls in the logistics, but, um, you know, there's a big difference sometimes of, of some of those challenges that you might face when you're talking about a portable church like ours, that we, we come in, we unload a trailer every week and that's what we do. Like we look forward to the weeks that the school's on break right now because we don't have to tear down and, and clean up as much. Um, and so next week we get to walk in and everything's set up. So, you know, we'll get some people showing up at, you know, 10, 15 to help, you know, and you're like, okay, church starts in 15 minutes. Thanks for being here. You know? Yeah. Um, but how long does it normally take you guys? Like, so like on a normal Sunday, you guys pull up with the trailer at what time and like, how long are you guys working to make church happen? Our crew starts, uh, the trailer typically gets there uh, just before 8.30, and the beginning start parts of our crews get there at 8.30. So it takes about, um, at, at a minimum, just to get a little skeleton of what, what you know, what needs to be there uh, by 9 is what I, yeah. I especially for, for us on the stage, I ask the stage crew to have, you know... Uh, a light setup by that point so that they, so that we can plug in and we can start practicing worship and that kind of stuff. So my sound crew, um, I, I aim for 9am, uh, right. oftentimes, you know, and that, that was kind of the challenge this week is that, 
you know, because we lease, because we have, you know, we, we rent the space, they're supposed to have all of these services available for us. But uh, the school district is doing some tech upgrades and things like that to their systems. And yeah. so we, we plug in a modem and typically broadcast our own internet signal off of one of the outlets for, for, from the school. Well, the whole school was out of internet. Like they didn't have it. They're doing upgrades and updating and all that stuff. And so that made it so that my tablets wouldn't update when I got there. That made it so our phones wouldn't broadcast. And we rely on wow. that to broadcast the signal live. And so I ended up using my cell phone service just to get a live service out to people um, on my phone. And, yeah. um, it, you know, I mean, it's amazing how without internet, how little, um, you know, just to get the information in order to, you know, like words, when we're downloading something from Song Select and then trying to put it over so that it gets put on a projector, one, we're dealing with a projector that's not working, and then two, we can't even get words because we have no internet service to be able to import that. And so, yeah, like all of this stuff, unfortunately, like you might hear, you're like, you know, I do words on Tuesday, Adam. And you're like, yeah, you do, because you have an office that you can go to, turn your computer on, and upload it. And me, yeah. mine is in a trailer in, you know, in, in the middle of Saratoga Springs, stored right. until 8.30 Sunday morning. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I don't have a place, even if, I, even if I took that computer home, I don't have a place where I can be like, all right, I need to set this up and get it going earlier right. in the week. I'm like, and I and I have no dedicated person to be responsible for that unless it's me. And so, right. you know, it like all of those hurdles come to a, a very, very big, loud reality when you show up on a Sunday morning and you're missing a big piece of how it functions. Sure. And so... Um, I, and that's I love that picture. So like, <clears throat> I don't love tech issues. Like nobody nobody loves having a tech issue. And like, but so much of what we have what we've built our church services on <clears throat> relies on so many different like computers and so mm -hmm. many like and and the internet and you know like different programs and you know lights and sound and like all of this tech stuff working. And at the end of the day, so like, okay, let's say you know, the, the power goes out at your, at your service. What I love about a church service is the service can still go on. Yeah. You, you can still, I mean, it's not ideal, right? And it's not what you plan for and it's not what you want, but like the service can still happen. You can still with your guitar, stand up and strum chords and sing along with it. And you know, the, the, the room can, you know, they may not hear you like they would through amplification, but they could still hear you and sing along. The preaching of the word can still happen with power or without power, with lights or without lights. <clears throat> and so like, they, it can still happen. Now, like in, the, in this time where so many people are relying on attending church online, you know, that creates, a, that creates some difficulties. But what the church did in like when, when things went down, you know, with the pandemic, like things, under, things went under lockdown, everybody kind of figured it out. They, they took a week or two and they figured out how to get their church services up and running. And they're like, you know, like pastors are in their basement preaching to their cell phone, but they're, they're uploading that to their church, their church website. Mm -hmm. church, the church can still go on. And so like as much as prep 
as much as tech, as we come to rely on these things and they can add to our experience on a Sunday morning, we need to, you know, I've said to our team so many times, you know, and the difference we have, you know, our our stuff is set up now. Like we, we rehearsed last night for Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is tomorrow night. Our team left their gear. They left their guitars. They left all their stuff. It's just set up on stage ready for us to go on Thursday. And we can do that because, you know, we have a building where it gets locked under its security and like all that, you know, like that kind of stuff. And, you know, our team was there, like all of our, our computers are set up, you know, like that kind of stuff. We can do that that way, but we can still work. You know, what I've said to my team multiple times is, look, we will use technology. We will not serve technology. Yeah. We won't, we won't cancel church because the projector isn't working. We won't stop worshiping because we don't have the lights working the way that we want them to. You know, even if like, yeah, like maybe my, the mix in my, my inner monitors and like all these first world problems that we have, you know, like you keep looking at the church, you know, the churches and places where like, it's quite illegal to have church and they're just stoked that they're getting together as the body of Christ and that they're, they're worshiping. And so like, you know, and they're doing it quietly, not because they want to, but because they don't want to die because of what the, what that goes on. And I look at that and I'm like, well, my lights didn't turn purple when I wanted them to turn purple. (laughs) And that, you know, like it, it gives perspective for me in that. But like, I, I, I like this example, um, so much because I, I don't have a context, you know, like I've, I've served at the same church for 20 years and in that time, I've gotten used to being able to having gear just set up. I don't, I, I, I have helped several church plants when I've led worship and things I've helped them set up. Um, and I'm like, every time I walk away from them, I'm like, you guys are heroes, man. Like to do this every week to set up every week. Um, Adam, would you say that it, it has something to do with, um, like you really have to build like a team. Like you have to have some folks with you to, in order to pull that off every week. Um, Absolutely. I mean, if you are if you are, are trying to think that you're going to be able to do any of that on your own, uh, you know, let's say you're a church planting pastor and you just have the heart to plant a church, um, but you don't have that team that surrounds to help you and, and kind of take take a part of that moving wheel take a take a spoke if you will um that 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 spoke piece is not something that a pastor can be just by himself um right. you need to have a team because you know if the the best example i can give is an, an opportunity that i had to um and i, I want to call it an opportunity because it was such a blessing to to experience this with the congregation um, had a lot of skeptics. I was very new to the church at uh, where I'm at, and and so there was a lot of people that were kind of like, "You're new. I don't know. I don't know about you." Um, and our our guy, we have one guy still, the same guy who uh, brings the trailer when he comes to church, and he just happened to go on vacation that week and hmm. take his keys with him when he left. Oh no. And nobody coordinated with him, totally spaced the idea that, like, he's going to bring the trailer. So he didn't bring the trailer. <clears throat> and we're sitting there, we're like, where's the trailer? What's what's going on? We're calling. We're like, hey, what's going on? Like, we're, 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 in, the, we're in the auditorium. We need to set up. Where's all the equipment? And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is... <laughs> oh, no. We can't even get the trailer. So we had, like, we had nothing. And so... And so 
I just pulled out my guitar. I had a sing. I had my other vocalist with me. We sat on the front, uh, like, like the front, like we had the like the big, the high school auditoriums have those big stairs for a stage or whatever it is. Right. And so we we sat on those and um, and used a music stand from their music room and played worship acoustically, open open like basically just no mics, no electron electronics. Um, had the music in front of me and that was it like yeah it was it was such a such an opportunity to just kind of go like look let's let's strip away everything that makes noise and 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 make it you know make it down to the bare bones and and it, it honestly realizes that how dependent like you said how dependent we are on the tech that supports us, that makes it so that, you know, it, it takes the signal or the message that we, we want to share that week and, and amplifies it. However, when we become so dependent on that, that that could potentially wreck your Sunday. If you don't have the ability then to just go, look, knock everything down, get a guitar. It's an acoustic instrument, sit down. And if you can't lead that way, you got some things you got to think about, you know, because, you know that was such an opportunity with the congregation their response in that moment was like man i'm behind you because you in 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 that situation you know you just said oh, it doesn't matter like whether i have the volume to 11 or if i have an acoustic guitar and two vocalists we're harmonizing it's beautiful it's intimate yeah. and it's glorifying god and man like that that was such a such a great opportunity but I think the, the, the thing that I, I realize is that, you know, as as we get more established, that's something I don't want to lose sight of is, yeah. you know, when the power goes out, what do you do? Right. You know, I, I think it's just as important, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, as I clear my throat. Um, I think it's as equally as important for us. You know, <clears throat> to use the technology that's available to us to try to grab <clears throat> and, you know, like we're, we're, we're fighting for the attention, right? Like, you know, people are coming into their services with, you know, a, a massive distracting device in their cell phones, in their mm-hmm. pockets, you know, and like, you know, people are like, I'm looking at my Bible. Um, are you, you know, but like, you know, <laughs> but like there, there's so many things that could, that, that fight for our attention in a, you know, in this tech driven world. Um, and so like we, we use, we use lights, we'll use the, you know, the sound, we'll use screens, we'll use, you know, like different moving parts in the service and to, to try to grab attention. But some of my favorite moments in, in like actually the moments where you like, you feel the presence and the, like the spirit of God the most have been in moments where like what, what, what we've described. Uh, I was in Guatemala once, um, with, with some of my uh, we work with a church down there. I've got like friends and family down there. That, I mean, we they they call me their family. I call them mine. Like you know, they're just amazing people, and I miss them so much. Like with like borders being closed and everything. But we were there to like do something, and uh, my friend Tono grabs his guitar, and uh, he he brought another one. So he and I both had guitars. There were like four uh, of their uh, college pastors college ministers there were just they were having a meeting and we just started playing worship songs around a fire mm-hmm. and like we we were doing that and like you know we looked and three hours later 
like we were still playing music and singing and it was like it was such this sweet time of worship and we didn't plan that we didn't you know go through a whole like we didn't set up a whole service and and do all that kind of stuff it was just this moment of we like in different cultures and different places different languages can still worship the same god and it was so powerful and you know we we've had those those moments but like we've also had the moments in like in those services with the tech and all this stuff where God shows up the same way, you know, in those things. It's like, I think it's important for us to realize like we use, we use the technology. We don't serve it. So we, uh, we just, we keep going and we keep working and it's such a, it's such a cool, cool thing. So I, I think that that's, I mean, it, it's, it's one of the best parts that we can do. Like, Hey, plan, plan your services, plan, plan to have people in place. Look at look at First uh, Corinthians twelve as far as grabbing pre- people and under, helping them understand that they're a part of the body of Christ and that they come in to serve in these different these different aspects. Not everybody's going to stand on stage, but That's we need the people. Important. We we need people to stand up and to to lead, you know, from behind the soundboard. We need people to set up chairs. We need people to, uh, you know make church happen in a high school weekly. We need people to like make sure that the established building is, is clean and prepared and it's not distracting for worship on Sunday. Like there's plenty of jobs that are there, but everybody has a role to play. And when it all falls apart, when it all falls apart, God can still be glorified in the process. Amen. Yep. And that was, uh, that was really, I mean, even to this last Sunday where we were just running into like how dependent we are, uh, on 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 the internet service and simply not having that service available to us became this crippling pa- part of what we did. Um, you know, our, our biggest deal is that we're we're trying to continue to f- to to provide that live broadcast because of the fact that we're balancing between an online audience and an offline audience, and um, and 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 so it, it made it. it it made us have to put a little bit more thought into trying to figure out how to get everything prepared uh, to the point of calling out songs. Thank goodness I was singing some normal Christmas songs that, uh, you know, pretty much everyone's going to know and know it wasn't Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, it, you know, it was. <laughs> you know, it was, it was traditional Christmas songs, silent night and all that fun stuff. And, mm. um, you know, but, but, at the end of it, we didn't really need the projector. However, coming into this next week, we might need the projector, but we we have no idea whether or not that that baby's going to work. You know, we had wire issues that failed, and yeah. so uh, like it, it doesn't matter from week to week. We just have to be able to roll with those punches and know that the bottom line, God is glorified regardless of what you have. Um, yep. It is it, that is the priority of every single service when we congregate is that God is glorified and. Um, and, and that's really what we, what we did is we just kind of adapted to what we needed. I called out songs and I'm like, if you guys don't know the words to this song, uh, I mean, you can look it up on your phone if you want to, but, uh, really yeah. <laughs> like you don't know silent night. <laughs> <laughs> then, so. then if, if people don't know the words, um, you know, one of the, one of my favorite lines to use in that is then, then just listen in agreement. Yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah. And, like, I like that. Like, we, we we participate in worship 
as we sing, but also like as we listen and we just allow those words, you know, the, the, from the team that knows that are singing or whatever to, 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 to just soak over us. And we just, we, we, we listen and we participate that way. It's the same in services, whether it's Christmas music or anything else, like, Hey, they're doing a new song and I don't know that I, I like this song or whatever. I've never heard it before. Then just listen and listen to the words in agreement. And it's just, it, it's such a cool thing when the body of Christ gets together and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, hey, we're we're gonna have to wrap it up. We're gonna we're we're gonna continue our conversation, and we want you to continue the conversation with us as well. We want you to head over to our Facebook page. We want you to let us know what is what are some of the things that you like the songs that you have to listen to on Christmas or it's not Christmas. Or we want to know your tech mishaps. We want to know one of the <laughs> things that have that that have happened in your services that caused, you know, caused that hiccup moment and what you guys did to recover for that and still, still bring glory to God. We'd love to, love to do that. Love to hear from you uh, and tell your friends about us. We want you to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, download. Um, if, if you've enjoyed this, Hey, our one listener out there, share, share the news, help it, help <laughs> us out. But uh, in, in the meantime, join in the conversation with us on Facebook. But in the, until then, until next time, I'm Sean Patrick. And this is Adam Richardson. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Sons of Asaph Worship podcast. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a review and to subscribe. Connect with us on our Facebook page. See you next time.